0: Witness history this year at the French Open, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch it. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. It's three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off. We'll see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if fresh faces rise to the challenge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it all goes down. Hello, 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 and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersasimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Network. Let's get to it because we got a lot to get to today. Wimbledon is just a couple weeks away, and the tournament's ahead of Wimbledon. Some players playing very well, others not playing great, but it doesn't really matter until you get to Wimbledon. So there's a lot to get to today. There's also a couple surprising entries into the tournament of Wimbledon and some curveballs ahead of the players arriving at the All England Club. Over the last week, it was all ATP 500s, and it will go into more ATP 250s just before Wimbledon happens, but it goes 250s, 500s, 250s, and then obviously the Grand Slam. So let's start in London at the Cinch Championships. Now, Matteo Berrettini was in this tournament. He's coming off a big win, and I don't know if he was the favorite because you never know when people come back from injuries, where they're at, you know, where their conditioning and endurance is when it comes to these tournaments, but they are just playing best two out of three. Now, Casper Rude was the top seed in this tournament. He goes down in the first round. He loses to a wild card, Penniston, Ryan Penniston. He's uh English and so that's or British. That's not terribly surprising just cuz he's on grass and playing at his, you know, in his home country, but Casper Ruud not a grass court player. And he's not secretive about that. He's a clay court guy and then he's played really well on hard court, so it's not a surprise that he went down first round and does he really care probably not he just had a really long clay court season so he'll get back for Wimby and he'll be fine once he gets to Wimbledon but I'm not too concerned about exactly what's going on there right now Matteo Berrettini obviously has a good uh good tournament he makes it to the final we'll get him in a little bit but a big first round match two first round matches that were massive uh played right into each other it was Denis Shapovalov versus Tommy Paul Shapo the sixth seed loses. Loses to Tommy Paul, the American, in three sets. So Paul moves into the second round. Francis Tiafo, the American, playing Stan Wawrinka. Now, Wawrinka is coming back from an injury. He's played all right. He's just getting back in the swing of things. And he actually beats Francis Tiafo in three sets, three tiebreakers. So his endurance and conditioning is being put to the test immediately upon arrival in London. And he beats... Tiafo which I think is a is a really big win for him. A uh, big confidence booster, big win moving forward although he loses in the next round to Tommy Paul. Tommy Paul runs right into Matteo Berrettini and Berrettini obviously beats him cuz he makes it to the final which I just told you about. Uh Marin Čilić continuing to play really really good tennis. He makes it to the semis and he loses to Krijanović. Filip Krijanović actually had the doors open for him pretty nice in this tournament with Casper Rude going down so early. He beat Jensen Brooksby. He beat Sam Query, Then he beats that Penniston. Then he goes on to beat Marin Cilic. So a great tournament from him. He right now is ranked the world 31. So he's not necessarily you know a surprise, but nevertheless not ranked in this tournament. Goes on to beat some really, really good players um beating Jensen Brooksby and then Query and then running through and actually beating uh Marin Cilic is a pretty good success story but then he runs right into Matteo Berrettini. Uh Matteo Berrettini is playing outstanding tennis right now. He's coming back from a wrist injury. He had wrist surgery earlier this year, didn't go to Roland Garros, comes back for the grass court swing and is playing some of the best tennis of his career. Now coming back straight from an injury Is a little surprising playing this well. Uh, You don't know where he's going to be, but in March of 2022, so not that long ago, he has hand surgery. Sorry, not wrist. He has hand surgery. And then you fast forward to a couple couple weeks ago at Stuttgart. He wins uh, his first event after hand surgery, and then just last week he wins uh, at Queens. So he's actually back-to-back winner at Queens at that 500. But for him to be playing this well, and especially – on a surface that forces you to be fast, right? Not only legs-wise, but you have to get ready fast. You have to prepare, you know, racket back fast, and sometimes that can take a stroll on your joints, on your hand, on your ligaments, all that stuff, because you have to do everything faster than you would normally have to do everything. Well, his hand seems to be holding up pretty well, and he is having a great, great grass court swing as he prepares for Wimbledon. So, Matteo Berrettini being the big story out of Queens, and we move on to the next tournament, which had quite a few storylines in itself. This story had a lot of good players in it, who I'm going to mention here in a second. This one was in Holly. Now, Holly is always a good tournament, I think. Um, it always draws good crowds. It's got a great stadium. And there's always good players in this tournament. They want to play in this atmosphere. They want to play in this tournament. So, an ATP 500 top seed, Daniil Medvedev. He's number one in the world. So, uh, it's not surprising that he gets a top seed in this. But this is just the kind of talent that this tournament gets. Second seed is Stefano Sitsipas, Nick Kyrgios is in this tournament. Uh, you look at some of the other higher seeds in this tournament. Hubie Herkoc. Andre Rublev and then Batista Gu is also in this tournament. Uh, Daniil Medvedev does what he does on grass. It's not surprising he rolls right through and actually makes it to the final. Uh, Andre Rublev, the three seed, loses to Bashlash Ville in the first round, which is surprising. Um, but I have a few questions about Russian players that I'm going to get to here in just a little bit. Uh, Hubie Herkoch, no surprise, he makes it all the way to the final. He actually beats Hugo Humbert on the way. He beats. Maxime Cressy on the way. He beats Felix Ogier, Alias on the way, and then goes on to beat Nick Kyrgios on the way to the final. Now, Nick Kyrgios, his run is not one to bat an eye at. He's played great on grass as of late, uh, coming back from not playing on clay really at all and then coming all the way and playing strictly on grass and skipping Roland Garros. I don't think it's any surprise to anybody that he plays really good on grass. He has traditionally in the past, but this year especially, he's playing great, great tennis on grass. He beat Stefano Tsitsipas in the second round of this tournament, moves on and plays Hubie Herkac and only loses in three sets. So has a great battle against Hubie. And Nick Kyrgios is kind of hitting his stride at the right time. I talked about it last week. I've talked about it before. But he's going to be someone to keep an eye on when it comes to Wimbledon here in a couple of weeks. Hubie Herkach beats Daniil Medvedev in the final in Holly. This is a big win for him. Uh, He stuns the world number one. He stuns the top seed. And he he wins this tournament 6-1, 6-4. Now, he mentioned something funny in the press conference where his coach or something hasn't shaved his beard and said, I won't shave until you win another title. So... Probably good for him that he won another title, but that kind of took the storyline out of the final. But this brings me back to, you know, the Russians: Uh, Karatsev, Hachinov, Rublev, and Medvedev were all playing in this tournament. It's got to be extremely hard for them to, you know, work really, really hard at these grass court tournaments and maybe take a little toll on their body when they know they're not playing in Wimbledon. Uh, They're not really preparing for anything; they're just playing meaningless tournaments. So. I think beating them in these tournaments take it with a grain of salt. I don't I, I mean I'm not saying they're not trying hard. I'm just saying they're not necessarily preparing for anything. So a win here doesn't go as far as it as as it would if they're preparing for a US Open or an Aussie Open as a, or a Roland Garros and it's grass so they don't necessarily play it a lot. So maybe they're not taking the training as seriously because they're trying to get some rest in before they go on in a huge American swing. I don't know that for sure. That's just my guess at this point with everything that's gone on and all the emotional stress that they've had to go on um, because of where they're from and not being able to play in this tournament moving forward. So Holly is done. The tournament at Queens is done. And now we go to a couple 250s as we move on into Wimbledon. Uh, Mallorca is a really good tournament, 250 in Spain, just before Wimbledon. And then Eastbourne has always been a really, really good tournament as we move into Wimbledon. Mallorca... Uh, that's where Rafael Nadal is from and he announced he will be playing in Wimbledon. Um, Medvedev's in this tournament. The top seeds in this tournament go Medvedev is at number one. Number two is Stefano Tsitsipas. Denis Shapovalov is at three. Karina Busta is at four and then it goes on from there. So the top four seeds in this tournament really well. Um, Kind of the last chance for Daniil Medvedev to play on grass the rest of this year probably. So uh, he's probably looking forward to maybe just ending his grass court swing on top. And he very well could. Cause I, there there'd be surprising wins in that if people beat him in that tournament. I think uh, East Bjorn right now is also going on. The top seeds in Eastbourne are the number one seed is Cam Norrie who plays really well over there because he's from over there. It's his hometown for him. And uh, he's been playing great tennis this last year anyway. Uh, the two seed is Yannick Sinner, who's kind of coming back from you know not necessarily great results at some of these tournaments. Three seed is Taylor Fritz. And then the four seed, I'm just going to round out the top four, is Diego Schwartzman. So good, t- good players in this tournament. I think it's because it is in uh, Eastbourne, so it's close to London. It's close to Wimbledon, and they get a play... Not too far from where they have to play next week when they start Wimbledon. So this tournament's always good as well, and it's going to be a fun tournament to watch as Wimbledon is literally just around the corner. Speaking of Wimbledon, there's a lot of things we need to talk about when it comes to Wimbledon. If you remember correctly, last year they had a lot of problems with players slipping and being all over the court. Well, this year they sounds like they're trying to avoid that as they're letting some practices happen on center court and the number one courts at Wimbledon uh, so they can play in the courts a bit and hopefully make it a little less slippery. Last year, if you remember, there were people slipping all over the place. You remember uh, Serena slipped, uh, which hurt her, and then uh, Manorino slipped against Federer, and that was a big deal because that kind of took him out of that entire match. So it's really good for them to actually put some work in at these places, to be honest with you. And so... It's not so slippery, and players want to play there. Um, Wimbledon, the draw of Wimbledon this year has just gone, um, the appeal, I should say, has just gone down because Russians aren't playing in it, there's no points in it, and creating some players to drop out. Not as many as some people probably have hoped, or some people might have thought, but nevertheless, there are people backing out of Wimbledon, and the appeal of it, I mean, it's still Wimbledon, but the appeal of it isn't as it was as a few years ago, considering the world number one and the world number two in Medvedev and Sverd aren't playing in this tournament. Serena Williams, she is playing in it though, so that'll be a big appeal for a lot of people. Good for Serena to get back on court. I'm looking forward to watching her. Um, Eugenie Bouchard is out of it. She said because she's coming back from injury, she can only play so many tournaments that she can get an automatic bid into, and be. I, I don't know how it all goes. But because she's not you know, coming back from injury, I think you only get a certain amount of tournaments that you can kind of just get an automatic bid into because you've been good in the past and you have to earn your points back. But since you can't get points at Wimbledon, a smart decision for her not to be playing in this tournament. Now, I have mentioned before that there are some players not playing in this tournament. A lot of the Russians and Belarusians. Well, what happened is is there is a Russian woman who changed her nationality so that she can play in the Wimbledon tournament. And I think a lot of people, some people upset about it, some people weren't upset about it. I think the biggest thing is, is Wimbledon kind of got what they wanted here because they ultimately want to hurt, It's pretty much what it looks like is they ultimately ultimately want to hurt the country of Russia and if players from Russia start identifying with other countries that they currently live in or they get dual citizenship or something then they'll no longer represent Russia and Russia will no longer have representation when it comes to tennis and so it seemed like it worked with this lady Um, there's mixed signals on it and mixed uh, emotions on it but that's what happened and I think some people are kind of happy that she did it because it is kind of You know, sticking it to Russia that hopefully, if this keeps happening, that they won't have any more players. That's the impact that tennis is having right now, and I think they were hoping it would happen to more. Now, Ben Rothenberg tweeted that uh, he's heard from a couple players at Wimbledon qualifying uh, that they're surprised at how few players dropped out of the main draw because of the ranking points being revoked. And I think a lot of those younger players or people that aren't necessarily higher-ranked We're hoping a lot of players would back out and they would get their big break or their big chance, even though they wouldn't give points. You know, they could say they're a quarterfinalist at Wimbledon, but that's not the case. There are not a lot of players that chose to back out of this tournament willingly uh, because of what's going on with the Russian players not being able to play in this tournament. So, a lot of players still playing in this tournament. And for these younger players, it looks like, you know, they're still at where they're going to be at because you know a lot of these really really good players are still playing in this tournament however you're not going to get Sfera you're not going to get Medvedev the top 2 players in the world aren't playing in the tournament but now the top 2 players in this tournament are Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal so did you win not really <laughs> it did, it did, it didn't really matter it didn't really count for anything to be honest with you um in other news Nick Kyrgios cracks back into the top 50 he was out of the top 50 for a long time actually but Uh, He will return to the top 50 for the first time in 15 months. Like I said, he's playing really good tennis right now. He's somebody to watch moving forward. I think we're going to leave it at that. We're going to get a podcast in before the start of Wimbledon in about a few days here, but that's everything you need to know ahead of that podcast that'll be ahead of Wimbledon. Appreciate you listening today. Uh, We got to a lot. I kind of rambled through a ton there at the end, but... The podcast that's going to come out just before Wimbledon, I'll get into the rankings, who's all in it, and what to expect for the grass court tournament at the All England Club. I'll let you go for now. Appreciate you. Have a good week. I'll see you in a few days because we're going to preview one of the best tournaments in the world, Wimbledon. Bye-bye. <laughs>